Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday the 11th of April, 2022. Oh dear. (laughs) Steve, I thought last week's record score was going to be uh, sitting around for a little while. But uh, unbeknownst to us, Natas just had uh, pulled a rabbit out of their sleeve like Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> uh, the old Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, I, 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 what is the new 200, I guess? It's probably my question at this point because obviously, you know, when you're breaking scoring records on a weekly basis, um, we've got to find a new Holy Grail because it's um, yeah. – 200 is not that exciting anymore. <laughs> or at least, at least for some of us, it's not. <laughs> Be happy with half the score that of that score. Completely honest. Um, the, but you know, it's a very good question. Like, what is the um? We, I mean, it's, the convicts put up that 200 so many years ago. Yeah. Uh, but that was, of course, without um forwards getting six points and and so on. So, um. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting interesting one about what is the record in terms of the maybe it's two fifty. It's the new pass mark. I don't know. Is two fifty possible? Uh, if you've got a player like I, I'm just trying to think, has Matthew Richardson's key forward stat been broken yet? Mm, like even with the adjusted scores. Yeah, I think he got forty nine, wasn't it? Was something ridiculous? Marks it was like twenty marks or something. Yeah, he got some sort of crazy, crazy score that I'm not. I'm not sure it's actually been. Well, it might depend on the league cause, uh, or even the position. Because yeah. um, obviously Josh Bruce got that ten goal bag last year, but he was only in one of the lineups, and I think it might have been just forward, not key forward, or something weird like that. Anyway. Yeah. I'll need to go back and have a bit of a look. I haven't updated all the history pages yet on the new site, but I'll need to go back and have another look because I'm just checking the. I have a feeling it was the Marvels that may have put that up in one of their – with Matthew Richardson in one of the finals that they – no, I can't remember. I can't remember 2006. now. 2006? Yeah. I can't re- I'm just trying to see if it's in the original League One now. I'm um, just to see if it was there. Just, uh, where are we? Position and team. Just going to that. But I think, yeah, uh, Harry McKay, 57, was the record, and that was in 2001 last year. So that is obviously with the six points in there. It has been done. It has been done. There's still a few scores. They're like Brett Santon, 32 kicks in, 20, in 2012 for the Chargers. Yeah, Dusty so Martin, 33 kicks. Zach Williams went damn close this week, but I don't think yeah. he was playing in mid anywhere. <laughs> yeah, good point. Jack Steele, 36. Uh, Lyndon Dunn for the Leprechauns, 32 at back. Damn. Brian Lake, not Brian Harris, Brian Lake for the Ruzies Roy Boys, 2010, 42.5. Wow. You thought, I would have thought Joel Bowden would have uh, had that key back record, the amount of times he had, like, yeah. 20 mark. But, oh. Yeah, good point. Good point. And, of course, there's Goldstein, 2015, with 40 points at Ruck. Yeah, well, so, that, it's a bit of a weird one, that one, because obviously the – the um his opponent got injured in the like, first minute, and so basically yeah. it was the other team didn't have a ruck, so he just yeah. went. Well, basically the other team didn't even try. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. need a pretty so, special I, circumstance to, to bring to anyone that record to get beaten. But I don't know it's about the quality of Goldstein, though. <laughs> no, but it just shows, like, like that That has also got Tom Mitchell getting 54 and, and so on. So even with the, yeah, two, 250 might be the new pass mark. I don't know. I don't know. Mind you, 200 still bloody hard to get, even though it has been set two two weeks in a row. It's just that's just, yeah. You do need to, both your forwards to be on song at the same time. Yeah, but that's it's right. Well, in these early weeks of the year, when all the coaches haven't quite worked out how to shut down scoring like they always seem to do within the first yep. two months. Yeah, this is this is when it happens. You actually get some bags, and then by by uh, May, everything's. Back to you know scoring sixty versus fifty and and everybody yep. complaining about flooding and why don't they enforce the six 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 rule better or hands in the back or some new twist that takes the coaches a few weeks to work out but um exactly yeah <sighs> yeah anyway. yeah anyway we were obviously alluding to Natasha's score which we'll get to fairly shortly when we're going through it mate there were some really high scores this week um. Primarily in the um, original league, but there were also a couple of biggies in the in the Super League, and there's some. I, I don't know, mate. I was watching my game pretty closely, and I don't I don't remember any big scores. <laughs> Not in your game, <laughs> mate. In your game, I would have yeah, would have romped home with a win. I was actually I was actually thinking at one stage in my game I'm like I'm not sure that me or my opponent are going to make triple figures here. But I'm not <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah, it was looking like that at one point in time. Um, let's start with the original league then. We might as well seeing as we sort of sort of segued into it with the uh, <laughs> with your scores and obviously Natasha. So let's start with the original league. First one, cab off the rank. Chargers versus the Titans was I the. Could, I could tell the, where you want to start here. Yep. It was the Thursday night thriller. Um, no, the Chargers ended up getting their first win for the season at 154.5 to the Titans, 138. Of course, um, I mean, for the for the Chargers, um, Nick Hind was sensational once again, getting 20 kicks. George Hewitt getting 19 at Rover um, and Braden Bruce getting 15.5. He ended up with a shoulder issue, I think it was. So I'm not sure if he's... Um, if that's if it means he's going to be out next week, yeah. oh, but he was so like he's only been back a couple of weeks. I know, <laughs> I know. I think it was a shoulder, or it may have been knee. I can't remember. It was definitely that he went down at one point in time, and I heard and I remember hearing the the um, commentator saying that he's had some trouble in that area before, which is why I just went straight to the shoulder just then. But anyway, um, for the Titans, look, losing Ollie Wines obviously was massive. He only ended up getting one point at midfield. Um, but for the Titans, Tom Mitchell got 32. Joe Danaher got 18 at forward, which was pretty damn good. Sam Walsh, 15 at Rover. Um, was also very serviceable here, Steve. Yeah, unfortunately for the t- Chargers, I think they were probably dreaming about who they were going to take number one pick most of the week. And uh, this <laughs> this has just proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are clearly the sixth best team in the original league, which is like the worst. Yeah, you don't want to. That's like no. <laughs> so um, we'll get to that later. But um, no, the Titans, uh, man, nothing's gone right for them since they played the Dingoes uh, and and stole that round one victory. Everything it's just like injuries or troubles, and now Wines apparently Wines is going to be out for a while, so that's certainly not going to help. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's just not happening. Uh, but the Chargers, man, like such a solid effort, man. It was so good to see Perryman and, and Smith actually, you know, they don't have to be amazing for you to put up decent scores. They just have to be solid. So, yep. And obviously your big um, pickups in Hewitt and, and uh, Hind and McGrath actually, you know, I mean, you know, it wasn't amazing, but, you know, got more than Petrarca this week, which is maybe that's my <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I've, but, I've uh, still got. To, I still need to find um, that centre role. Although I thought I was had plenty of centres, of course I don't. It's a little bit disheartening when I'm looking at my team and I'm like, I should play my number one. Oh, hang on, it's George Hewitt. No, I'm not moving him out of Rover. That's yeah. a, a positive, positive week, man. Like we've seen, I think you know, you've been far more consistent. I think than most of the other teams that are kind of on the outside looking in. Um, you know, the Scorpions, Dozers, and Dingoes all look awful. And the Titans are the only other team that's kind of, you know, below you, I think. And then and then it's now you. And obviously, you, you've got the um, slight problem of the, the, the Bucks who, you know, uh, technically sort of have only also got one win over this week. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're probably charging pretty heavily towards the top five now. And, uh, and that's why I'm pretty sure you're the number six team, man. Yay, yay, great. <laughs> great. Um, in terms of, like, I'm not sure about this one. In terms of the commission of points, I gave three to Hewitt, two to Proust, and one to Hind. Mm, okay, so nothing for Mitchell or Danaher? No, I was looking at that, but... I mean, it's not, not that Hind three, or... Three goals. Mitchell thirty two for centre. You'd you'd want you'd you want that from your centre anyway, though I would have thought. To be honest, Ben Keys was gonna I was almost gonna give it two to Hines and one to Keys. Uh, I don't know. They're all I mean, they're nothing too no one was too stunning here that was, you know, but, but um no, I'm happy with that. I'll just leave it. Um I'm just writing that down. I have a title and you'll You'll understand what I'm writing. So speaking of what you just said then, nothing was too stunning. Let's have a look at the Dozers versus the Dingoes. <laughs> um, the Dozers got up here 118 to 110 for the Dingoes. Um, for the Dozers, to be honest, one off the back of Stephen May, 25.5 at Keyback. And Jack Rewald, two bookends, getting 20, and he got 21. I don't know who else to call out on that team. Um, for the Dingoes, Noah Anderson, 25 at midfield, was outstanding. Um, Brody Grundy getting 16.5. Um, and as you mentioned, Petrarca was obviously down. But realistically, your forward line getting one did not help at all. Yeah, well, we did mention, obviously, in the podcast last week that I was going to have some trouble putting up a forward line this week. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we were right. <laughs> so, um, yep. It was, um, I, I know we, we could also, you know, if we feel like a bit of, you know, uh, masochistic kind of uh, behavior, we could look at my wonderful backline, my, my intended backline for the year of like Zebel and Brad Hill, who uh, managed to kick, I think, you know, three and five or four or five goals, I think, each this week. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, other than, you know, my backline's not even playing that well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm 
I've lost to the Dozers and the Scorpions in consecutive weeks. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> that number one draft pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Canelio well, being at Ford, of course, certainly didn't help you. Well, there was, I honestly, like, the weird thing about Canelio is he'd had multiple shots at goal pretty much every week for the years. Yep. So I was like, okay, well, that'll give me something at least. No. <laughs> so, and there's no, like, I don't know, there's no, like, it's, it's funny to me, even reading the write-ups on the weekend, there was like, you know, the, the, the performances of Zebel and Brad Hill were, you know, put to the, wow, it's amazing. These guys who have been such stalwarts in the back line and this is what all the plans were. And, oh, the coach is just amazing. Puts them to the forward line and they just kick all these goals. And, wow, I wonder if they're going to keep them there. And I'm like, yeah, so they are useless now. That's pretty telling. <laughs> I can't play either of them because I have absolutely no idea where the coaches are going to play them anymore. So looking forward to that mid-season D-list. That's all yeah, I can yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? There's nothing. There's nothing you can like. There's no like if someone if I put Zebel and Brad Hill in my forward line this week, they'll play back. Like people, you would have been saying I would have got a call from the commissioner saying, "Are you tanking? Listen, you are tanking, <laughs> and stop it. Like you're making you're making me look bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll just stick with Larky and Canelio this week. Um, and uh, I guess to go, he'll be back. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Logan McDonald might get a call up given Buddy's out and, Petra- and Papley's not coming back. And mm. but uh, I don't think that's going to fix my problems. I'm I'm still trying. I'm I'm like the, after the last two weeks, you just have to sit there and go. So you tell me, two weeks ago, this team top scored, outscored <laughs> the heroes and yeah. the task. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A purple patch. <laughs> um, commissioner votes, I gave three to May, two to Anderson, and one to Jack Rewalt. Sure. <laughs> I was like, I feel like Brody Grundy should get a vote, given uh, if Proust is getting one for 15.5, surely Brody should get one. <laughs> yeah, but in, the other one didn't get a, have a goal scorer of 21 either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, next one is the Blue Flames versus the Wildcards. High-scoring game, this, and also a close game. The Blue Flames got up 159 to the Wildcards, 142.5. Blue Flames were pretty consistent across the board. Tom J. Lynch getting 24 at forward was pretty good. Midfield, oh, Shannon Hearn was okay, only getting 13. Oh, what do you know? Backman didn't set the world on fire. Um, Doherty was, wasn't too bad either, getting 17 at midfield, but really it was the back line of Cummins and McGovern that really, um, stamped the authority on this one. Cummins getting 15, uh, coming, not Cummins, I'm thinking Pat Cummins, um, coming got, um, 15 at back. Um, I believe Pat Cummins could get 15 at back if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the wildcards, Peter Wright was, also, um, was a good Good inclusion here, getting um, 20 at midfield. Uh, sorry, at midfield. 20 at midfield for Peter Wright would be pretty outstanding, actually. Um, <laughs> Peter Wright getting 20 at forward. It seems to have taken that forward spot with the scruff, by the scruff of his neck, which he really needed to after coming from the from the Gold Coast. Um, Dale and, and Bona getting 21 and 23 was also pretty darn good. Tom Green, interesting um, inclusion into centre. has obviously been informed, but this week, really did not bring in the numbers that the wildcards would have expected. You throw another 10 points on there, and it, the Blue Flames would have been starting to get rather nervous. Yeah, this is a weird one. This is because Tom Green has been really awesome, and, and Dunkley as well, the tag, getting only two is like... True, wow. yeah. That was, so those are two really like head-scratcher ones. 
That said, the Blue Flames lost Cripps very early, and uh, yep. if Cripps had actually played a full game, this wouldn't have been close. And I don't think Tom Green and even – well, it would have taken some pretty good effort from Green and Dunkley to correct that situation. So the Blue Flames are just – even in a week where they lose a rover, they're, they're still putting up solid scores. And this, I guess, and this is the end of the Wild Cards run, but um, – and but the the wild cards are still three and one, and uh, they are still looking like they should be pushing for top three, even though it does seem like the heroes, blue flames, and the tas are pretty clearly the top three. The wild cards are in that weird position of being, you know, pretty clearly a top, you know, top five team. It's just a matter of whether they can, uh, you know, win, get the right sort of win combinations, and actually maybe hopefully for them sneak into that top three. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Blue Flames are still... Well, they're maybe starting to slow down a little bit now, Blue Flames. And the injuries are beginning with Crips. So, yep, here we go. <laughs> and I guess... <laughs> and actually, I've heard now, not not only Crips, Nat Nui's out for uh, half the season now as well. So, oh, I know, wow. the Blue Flames, I know the Blue Flames have got been playing Zeri anyway, but... Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's one more... Uh, another injury to add to the Blue Flames list when they, you know, for when they inevitably flop later in the year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Doherty, uh, you know, Cameron, got my eyes on you next. <laughs> I, I'd um, say Hearn because he's damn old, but I mean, he doesn't seem to ever yeah. <laughs> No, he never slows down. Um, commissioner votes. I need some help with the number one. Um, I gave three to coming, two to Bonner. One, would you put it Dale or Lynch? I think Lynch, the four-goal effort's pretty amazing to me. Four goals? All right. Cool. All righty. Next game was the Scorpions versus the Bucks. The Bucks ended up getting a win, and boy, did they get a win. 191 to the Scorpions, 131.5. Um, the Mighty Bucks, Max King getting 36. Um, Darcy Parrish pulling in a lazy 38 at centre. Backline was incredible. Um, Daniel Rich getting 16.5. And, of course, Max Gorn getting back to his rucking best of, of 16.5. For the Scorpions, look, there is a little bit of light there. Aaron Norton had a good game, getting 20 at key forward. Rory Led 38 at centre as well. Um, but then there's a little bit of uh, daylight between, like, um, the rest of his players. Um, Zorko, uh, single figures. Jess, Jack, I, said, I nearly said Jess Sinclair then. Wow. There's a blast from the past from, from North Melbourne and an ex-charger. That's probably why I saw Sinclair and thought Jess. Um, Jack Sinclair Jack Sinclair getting four at Tagger. Hardwick getting three at back. So that's always going to be an uphill battle for the for the Scorpions when you're getting low numbers like that. Yeah, the, well, I mean, we we talked last week about the fact that the Mighty Bucks have ran into the top scorer every single week and uh, we were waiting to see if the Scorpions... And I, we, we joked about like, the Scorpions. The Scorpions' top score this week, I don't know what... We'll have to work out what sort of, I don't know, <laughs> lateral mirror that the Bucks broke or something that something obviously has just cursed them. But obviously they, you know... We know how good the Mighty Bucks are. It, it's honestly, yep. it's a bit it's a bit of a weird year where it really does seem pretty damn obvious who the top five are, even if the Mighty Bucks only just got their first win. Like, putting up scores like that, phenomenal. Yep. Um, and it's sort of really obvious to see Scorpions, Dingoes, um, Dozers, and pretty obviously the Titans just not up to it. So um, it's, it's going to be a bit of a weird year, I think, in that way. 
um, I, I hope in some sense there's some kind of deviation from that because otherwise it's going to be a really long year for the original league <laughs> in terms of just waiting for yep. waiting for August. But yep. uh, uh, great to see the Mighty Bucks actually finally getting what they deserve with a great win. Yeah, yeah, it's good to get them off the off the bottom of the ladder or equal bottom of the ladder. Um, for the commissioner votes, it's pretty easy. This one, Darcy Parrish gets three, Rory Laird gets two, and Max Hing gets one. Oh, poor Daniel. Daniel Rich, 11 rebounds yeah. and can't get a look in. Yep. <laughs> After coming had only only 10 in the last game and got the three. <laughs> Luck of the draw. It's not a criticism. It's just like, oh, man, rough. <laughs> yeah. All righty. This was the big, big scorer and the, the biggest scoring game in AFR history. We've got Natas getting 214 points versus the Heroes, 181. Well, it's going to be tough to win the points in this one. All right. Um, for Natas, uh, Tom Hawkins got four. I'm not going to read out every bloody play here. I'll be here for all, all night. Tom Hawkins got 40. Jaden Short, 29 at midfield. Um Taylor Walker getting 24 at forward with the outstanding ones for the for the Natas. For the Heroes, Tim Membry getting 25 at forward. Um, Willem, Willem Drew getting 20 at Tagger. Witherden getting 17.5 and Jared Witts pulling in a lazy 21 at Ruck. These are crazy numbers, Steve. And talk about a high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what happened to Clayton Oliver. Seriously. That's just hang your head, buddy. Hang your head. Like, Nine at Rover. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that that should be your like that you should be embarrassed if that was your half time score, Clayton. Um, so I don't know what went wrong there, but um uh, obviously I, I really thought at one point that heroes could potentially even crack two hundred and lose, which was a bit scary. But uh, the heroes never seem to be in this game. The Taz always seem to have just another player putting up another ridiculous score, which is yep. you know, nice, I guess, for him. Um, but uh, I, I think I, Kerner was the one who really needed to fire for the heroes late, and I think he got an early goal and then did not do much else. And so it was a bit bit of a letdown, Charlie, unfortunately. So the heroes still, I mean, their forward line is still obviously quite good, but it's still not quite hitting the heights. Um, Natas is Natas. Like well, the heroes put up an amazing score. It's hard to critique. Yeah. But um, but Natas, like the reality is, Natas and the Blue Flames are on another level at the moment. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Now I'm I'm waiting to hear this top three. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know. I nearly gave. Uh, I wanted to give Jared Witts the three votes, but I gave it to Jared um, Jaden Short, then Witts, and then Hawkins. Cool. Yep. Yeah, Willem, Willem Drew, 20 at Tigers. I know. <laughs> but, That's and, crazy, those, and when, although the funny thing is, Took Miller and Jack McRae getting the 30 odds at centre is like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> and like Tim Membry and Taylor walking four goals. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, insane. All right, let's have a look at the ladder for, for the original league. Natas are on top, of course, getting a 4 and 0, oh, their biggest scoring team. So their back is at zero. Blue Flames are at 4 and 0, oh, 29.5 back. Then we have the Wildcards at 3. They're in third position. They're 3 and 1. They're 149 back, so a little bit of a bit of a gap there. Heroes are in fourth, 2 and 2, with 50 back. 
deadly dozers are in fifth, two and two, and they're 232.5 back. Then we have the Bucks just knocking on the door. They're only 37 back in sixth. Then we've got the Chargers in seventh on one and three. Sorry, the Bucks are also on one and three. Um, the Dingoes in eighth, one and three. Titans in ninth, one and three. And the Surrey Scorpions are one and three as well. I love the gap. Like the, the top four teams, which are like in terms of scoring, Natas, Blue Flames, Heroes and Bucks, Yep, all, all averaging over 168 and really only like a dozen points between them, um, which, you know, on any given weeks, you know, any one of those four could pull off a win. Yep. Um, and then like a 25-point gap mm. next team, which is the, the wild cards who, you know, we, I would, you know, you'd rate them pretty highly normally. You'd think, ooh, yeah, wild cards have been, until this week, undefeated. They're averaging like... 25 to almost 40 points less than that top four. They're only averaging three, four points more than me. Wow. So the wild cards have been consistent. Like they haven't had, like they haven't had any massive games, but they haven't had any bad games either. And that's, I think the charges, that's about the charges too. Like, like you had one, like your round two wasn't the greatest capes, but like your other three. Yeah. You end up 140s, 150s. That's okay. So those, um, that 25 is obviously people that have got forwards who are on in form. <laughs> so, okay, you're just pinning it down to that. That four to, four to six goals is just forwards. Well, I mean, hey. Not quite, but. Well, hey, unless you're the dingoes, in which case. Or Backman like, playing in the mid. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden yeah, let's have a look how many rebounds Jaden Short had. And <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm serious. I'm actually going to look at that. <laughs> but but it, but it's just a massive gulf between that top four. Oh, he only then, had three. Yeah. Of those 29 kicks, three were rebounds. But well, it's because he's just not he's not stepping over the you know line. Seven top. seven inside fifties. Anyway. Um, yeah. So wild cards and charges, yeah, you know, like, well, that's the, the charges do seem like they're only like a couple of you know, two or three points off the wild cards, but the wild cards yep. are three and one, and the charges are one and three. Yeah, will the will the draw give you know the the charges a chance to make up that ground? I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't looked into the draw to see whether the wild cards have just had an easy run and the charges have had a tough one. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. But um, I don't know. I'm uh, all I know is I'm looking at that ladder, going, "Yep, Scorpions are on the bottom of the ladder, and they've got a win against me." Yep. The Titans are in ninth, and they've got one win against me. Against you. Yep. And then the Dozers are up in fifth, but they are like, you know, the, you know, like what, two points higher scoring than the Scorpions should be on the bottom. Of the they've got a win against me. So. Uh, when am I playing you? <laughs> exactly. When are the Giants playing the Dingoes? Because like, damn. And then somehow I beat the Mighty Bucks, which I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kent. I've got you. I got you on the flip round nine, ten. Oh, so you have to wait that long. Yeah, and you'll beat me round ten after the midseason. Yeah, I probably will. And I'll, <laughs> well, I'll, I'm more likely to beat you in round nine and somehow, you know, deny myself the number the one first pick. pick. Yeah, like, probably. Although, although, like, honestly, like, like, I should be apologizing to the dozers. How bad are the dozers? And yet they're in fifth. Like, seriously, they are terrible. They are terrible. And like, somehow they're in fifth. Like, 
That's and I'm not I'm not you know that's not gonna that will I'm not, not dissing you, but of course, how terrible are you? <laughs> how terrible are you? And yet you're up there in fifth. I mean, at least I had one good week. The Dozers haven't had any. They're just somehow whatever. They've, I think they've beaten the Scorpions and they've now beaten the Dingoes. So Dozers, hopefully, up against the Titans. You never know. Maybe I might have another injury. Never know. Never know. Never All right, know. let's let's jump across. Have a look at the. Um, Excuse me. Have a look at the Super League. Dave, thank you again for doing the commissioner votes. Um, the Brawlers up against the Nexus. Up against the Nexus was the this first. This is the interesting game. league, isn't it? Like this it is, like, is. It's the opposite to the um, as uh, as uh, the judge did say in his uh, write up. You still almost feel like everybody's got a chance, although there might be might be one or two teams who are starting to slip a little. But yeah, but let's have a look. Um, so yeah, the Brawlers against the Nexus which I'll call them that from now on, the Nexus. Um, Brawlers against Nexus, it was a close game here, 164.5 to 162. It was Nexus that got up in the end. Um, for Nexus, um, Hawkins got 40, Aaron Hall 22, and Matt Crouch getting 17 at Rover. For the Brawlers, probably more a little bit more consistent across the board, but of course when you've got Stephen May getting 25.5, Jared Witt's pulling in the lazy 21 you can afford to have a few down ones but two and a half points natas get up here great win for natas brawlers i'm sure as you called it last week they're probably on the rebuild now in terms <laughs> in terms of the commissioner votes dave gave three to hawkins two to may and one to jared witz this is this loss has got to burn for the brawlers because Nexus put the brawlers out of last year's finals as well. So this is um, you know, this is this is not. I don't think Bill will be in a good mood today. Um, and I, I it's, it comes back to that forward line a little bit. Tabin just ah, I don't know what was going on there. He, like he he's got to do better than that at key forward. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, Matt. That's it's on you. I think this week. I mean, even Heaney getting a couple of goals. That's you know, it's not too bad. But Tabana should have should have got something more, even if it's just some marks. Yeah, getting nine at key forward isn't, isn't good key enough. Forward is not it's not acceptable anymore. No. So that's just. I mean, Steele was down, yes, but but Tabana got to do better. And the Brawlers, that's going to sting. Like they do not. I don't think they like losing the Nexus. And uh, yeah. So that, that's going to hurt. So, but yeah. uh, and so once again, Nexus, Nexus rearing their ugly head, and uh, and everybody probably wor- a little bit worried again about the fact that they've done that, even though they still seem to have some issues. Nexus. Yeah. Next game was the Major Warriors up against the Sons of God. Another close game here, but the Warriors got up one thirty-one to the Sons of God one twenty-six point five. And I think we tipped this, Steve. I think we tipped the Sons of God to be able to get oh, well, up over the Warriors. I've been digging, you know, digging the Warriors' grave all year, and uh, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, like oh, some sort of like hand coming up through the dirt or something here. I was like, <laughs> "What the hell?" <laughs> like uh, Ollie, Ollie Wines obviously cost the Sons of God this game with his injury, which yeah. is a bit bad. Um, but uh, yeah, no Warriors. I, I don't think anyone's looking at that Warriors score going. Oh, they're back. No. No, Jack Raywalt <laughs> getting 21. Bailey Smith, 36 at centre. It was obviously good. And Max Gorn getting the 16.5. Yeah, well, so, so, hang on a minute. So 
Gorn actually, you know, benefited from the uh, Lyset injury and actually got bonus points for the Warriors. Mm. And mm. then in the same game, Wines went down, costing the Sons of God. So you can see where multiple injuries swing in this result on yep. Thursday night. Um, yeah, what, what is with this Errol Golden at forward thing? Like, it feels like every week I look at Golden at forward for the major Warriors and I just think, man, like, you know. Should they have no one else. Someone should trade him Cornelio or something. Like, he's obviously a good forward, like, like in the other league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Or offer you a trade for Cornelio. Who's he got? Jack Greenwell? He's got Stringer. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, I mean, you could say he's got Stringer, but, like, he's been playing Golden there almost every week. I don't know. Mm. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I'd, Sons of God, yeah, they're going to have to hang their head for that one. I mean, yes, injuries obviously contributed, but... Did you say? Did you say? Um, I can't remember in the original league. Sorry, I'm just, uh, someone's playing Ziri. Blue Flames. Blue Flames. Yeah, Tristan. Was it? Was your surname Tristan Ziri? Ziri. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, going by the AFL site, he's now got glandular fever and is out for a few weeks. Really? So, are you saying he's got Natas? Uh, got Nick Nat as well? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that could be trouble. <laughs> A bit of problem for the Blue Flames. Yeah, right on cue for right on cue for that Natas matchup. Probably is it? I haven't yeah, seen probably. it. Probably, yeah, probably. Sorry, I, I just saw the. I was just looking at the the Warriors lineup and saw that uh, they've got him as well. It's marked down as glandular fever for one to two weeks. Oh well, I don't think the Blue Flames will be in trouble. They normally have about five rocks, don't they? That's very true. That's very true. Um, for the Warriors and Sons of God, Bailey Smith got three, Daniel Ridge got two, and Max Gorn got one. Is there, is it trouble here for Sons of God, or is this just a blip with Dangerfield only getting the seven in the mid and Ollie Wine's injury, obviously? Sons of God. Bontempelli, a uh, key back? Yeah, they're, they're Sons of God are average. That's what I think I've concluded. They're, they're, just, they're not consistent. They, they've had a couple of good weeks, but some of the lineup, it's it's yeah, this is not good. This is a bad sign. Because um, I'm not thinking the Warriors have suddenly got better this week. I think the Sons of God... Although I was looking forward to when the Sons of God were coming late, and I thought, mm. man, Charlie Kerno can just kick a late goal here. Then I thought, man, how good would it be if Sons of God were able to beat the Major Warriors by like a, you know, half a point or a point or something again this week? I just thought that would have been just magic. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sons of God let us down here. So, um, no, they've, they've dropped a rung or two in my respect level. Yeah, I'm just looking at that team. They really don't have another forward to be able to, to put there and. From a key back perspective, who have they got? Tom Stewart. Did he not play this week? No, nah, late, late withdrawal. Oh, okay. But that'd be why Bonson Pally's got slid straight into that spot then. Yeah. All righty. Uh, the next game, Thylacines up against the Convicts. Convicts continue their run. 0-4, 176 to the Thylacines, 139. For the Thylacines, oh, sorry, for the, for the Convicts, really good score here. Josh Dunkley getting 21 at Rover. Travis Spoke, 35 at centre. Taylor Walker getting 25 at, sorry, 24 at forward. Um, all outstanding. Really good, really good scores here for the convicts. Didn't need their uh, their bench. Uh, the name Jai Simkin is on the bench. Naomi, if you're listening to this, don't forget to remove Jai Simkin. So <laughs> this goes for everybody. When you If you list a bench player one week, he will, they will automatically appear the following week. When you're submitting your lineup, you must select 
no bench. So in other words, on the drop downs, when you're choosing your team, there is a bench one there. You must select no bench to get rid of that bench player or that bench player will be there forever. It's a little <laughs> tip for everybody. I don't go in and go, oh, okay, it's a new week. I'll reset it. It's for you to make sure that you choose no bench for the next player, so the next round. So just to just to remember for for everyone, if you submit a bench player, um, for the and of course, just looping back, if you do submit a bench player, that means you cannot change your lineup through the weekend. Yep. Just to reiterate that one as well. Locked. It is locked. It is yeah locked and loaded. No changes at all. Um. For the thylacines, um, the 149, the Brayshaw was, wasn't too bad, getting 26. Bonner, as we mentioned before, getting 23 at midfield was outstanding. Drew getting 20 at Tagger. Zach Williams getting 16.5 and Grundy getting 16.5. Zach Williams, of course, was playing in the back. In terms of commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Boak, two to Walker, and one to Riley Bonner. Oh, no Williams. No, no Williams. Yeah. Tough one. Yeah. His eleven rebound performances just not not doing it for our um, twenty three kicks. Yeah, I, I probably would have done the same. The thylacines, um, you know, they were better this week. They've had a couple of rounds where they've been the lowest scoring team. This yep. wasn't they. You know, playing the, the convicts was outstanding this week uh, again and deserved to continue to be undefeated. Thylacines, yeah, they showed a bit of a pulse here, 149, especially when, you know, if Crips had actually played a full game, they would have actually put up a pretty decent score. They'd put, they wouldn't have got anywhere near the convicts. But the thylacines, well, they'll be telling themselves that there's, you know, they're not they're not quite dead yet, especially with, like, Zach Williams playing and, and Willem Drew playing those sort of good games and Bonner and Keys starring in the midfield. Yep. Um, there is a trade at the moment which is close to being finalised by the brothers to uh, to balance some issues that they're both experiencing, which seems like an annual thing for Zach and Tyler to pull off. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so they're pretty close. So I think that'll probably be a conversation we have to probably have after this uh, podcast, mate. Oh, they're that close. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All righty. The next one was the Code Hangers versus the Marvels. And that, once again, yet another close game. Code Hangers got up 144.5 to the Marvels at 130. Um, Code Hangers, Joe Danaher, 25 at key forward. Nick Hind, 20 at midfield. David Mundy getting 16 at Rover. Um, for the Marvels, theirs was a little bit more solid in terms of the, uh, the spread, but... Um, Zach Bailey only getting two at four, at key forward. Tom Green getting 17 at Tagger. Really sort of hit home or brought them down. If they had have had decent games, they probably would have got up over the over the coat hangers here. Although the coat hangers did certainly did have a few passengers with Jake Lever only getting two and Caleb Daniel getting six. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Joe Danaher got three, Nick Hine got two, and Jack McRae got one. Yeah, this this is a huge letdown for the Marvels. We did mention, I think it might have even been last week, that I wasn't too confident about Zach Bailey as a key forward. He had a great game last week and got the Marvels a good win, and then this week he cost them a game. So I, it's Dave will have to work out how he feels about that one. Because uh, and, and Tom Green, that's just an aberration. I don't know what happened there, but the Code yeah. Hangers, the Code Hangers did well enough 
put up a score that needed beating in the marbles, unfortunately, with a couple of uh, blips there of uh, lost out. The code hangers still dire backline issues, and the marbles have got their forward line issues. So, uh, when you got Stephen May getting 25.5, yeah, Lever getting two, it's obviously to see where the rebounds were coming from. That's that's for sure, right? So, um yeah, the Marvels continue to be very up and down, and the coat hangers, yeah, they're, they're very consistent. Um, still not really convinced in the coat hangers, but I, I probably have more faith in the Marvels. But, but yeah, Marvels still got some stuff to work out, and they'll, they'll obviously have to replace Nat Nui, yep. which could be interesting. Yep. Um, for last, uh, sorry, the final game was the Atoms versus the Farmtoms. Farmtons might feel a little unlucky here. I mean, they put up a decent score that would have beaten a couple of teams, but they're still 0-4, or well, they're now 0-4. Um, 141 to the Mighty Atoms at 161. Um, for the Atoms, some good scores here. Peter Wright getting 29 at key forward. Max King getting 25 at forward. Darcy Parrish getting 38 at centre. Um and that's sort of where it is. It sort of tapers off a little bit. You were talking before about Bradley Hill playing in the back line for the Dingoes. Well, he played in the back line here for the Adams. It's not that you played him, but if you had, I'll bet he got zero at um, at back. For the Farmtons, look, they've got a couple of scores here that they can hang their head on, but certainly nothing that they can really uh, bank on week in, week out. Aaron Norton getting 20 at key forward. Dion Prestia coming back from an injury, getting 30 at centre. Um, Nick Newman getting 17 at midfield and probably McGovern getting um, 15.5 at key back. Just notice Jaden Short here has played in the back line for him. He got, what did he get? 29 kicks. kicks. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm picking that Zeeble may not be playing midfield next week and that Short may be playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question is who the fans are going to put in their back line and probably the bigger question is, Really going to put their forward line with Buddy being out for a little bit now as well. And uh, yeah, is there, I heard there was some doubt about Paddy Ryder, but I haven't, I haven't heard if they, if they actually dinged him or not for his, uh, you know, taking the head off that guy. Was it Will yeah. Day? Will Day, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yep. So. But you know, this is the AFL and they're all about protecting the head, so he probably got off. Caddy, here we are. Match review Paddy Cops Big Whack. Oh, no. What does that mean? Yep. Paddy two Wack. matches, two matches. So Phantoms have got some holes to fill next week, but look, things, yep. <laughs> which is not what they need. Um, yeah, it felt like this week was like the in the Super League was we're partying like partying like it's 2021 with the Adams finally bouncing back after some. Well, they haven't really played a good game all year, to be honest. They stole one off the Warriors in round one and been pretty crap the last two weeks, and then uh, the Warriors are getting their win. So Adams and Warriors are back and. Uh, um, yeah, no, the, the Adams will be um, feeling pretty good about that overall. They can certainly rearrange some things. They've got some room to grow. They just, you know, somehow crucify Bradley Hill and probably everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, the commissioner votes Darcy Parrish got three, Peter Wright got two, and Max King got one. Sorry, did I interrupt you there, mate? Oh, no, just me crapping on about the Adams probably. But... Okay. No worries. <laughs> Good to see Kasaya Pickett get a game and actually do okay. Yep. Yep. Bit of a different name. I haven't seen that one up there before. Cosy, yeah. All righty. Let's jump across. We had Champions League, and I'm just noticing we're about 40, nearly 45 minutes into this already. 
<laughs> Last week, I think the whole podcast was about 45 minutes. All right, let's jump jump across, have a look at the Champions League. We've got a couple of games here, obviously, that were played during on the weekend. A um, couple of, uh, well, one particular group has really evened out and the others are starting to get a bit of a gap um, being created. Natas was up against the Chargers and Chargers won. Oh, hang on. And then I woke up. <laughs> uh, no, Natas obviously beat the Chargers. Um, and the Atoms defeated the Sons of God. So Natas is on top with eight points with a back of zero. Then we've got Mighty Atoms on eight points, back of 95.5. K-Rock, sorry, um, Geelong Radio Station. And then the Sons of God are on eight points as well with a back of 109, and the Chargers are yet to win a game. So they're on zero in fourth. How, how quick... Does the gears shift here? Like Sons of God go from knocking off Natas, which sounds like it's borderline impossible, but they actually did. One week later, they lose to the Atoms and they're not even in the top two anymore. Yep. Brutal. Yep. There's still nothing in that back. So this this one's still wide open for, for second oh, spot. percent Like the weird thing is if Natas suddenly have a bad week or two. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if they somehow have a bad week or two, um, they could theoretically be in trouble, but like that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, group B, we had the Warriors up against the Code Hangers. The Code Hangers got up here, and then we had the Scorpions up against the Wild Cards. The Wild Cards got up. Wild Cards are sitting on top with 12 points, with a back of minus 2.5. Code Hangers' highest scoring team are in second on eight points. Then we've got the Warriors on four points, back of 35.5. And then the Scorpions have not won a game yet, so they're on zero points in fourth. Great to see Group B keeping up that run of not scoring over 150, like any of them ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yay, Group B. Oh, no, the Code Hangers did get well, over 150. They got 150. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 150. <laughs> Technicality. Yep. Uh, group C. Deadly Dozers, this is ugly, this group. Deadly Dozers, 118, lost to the Titans, 138. And, of course, Nexus defeated the Phantoms, 164 to 141. So Nexus are on top with 12 points, high-scoring team, followed by the Phantoms in second with 40 and minus 48. Then the Titans in third with one win, minus 80. And the Dozers um, in last place, no wins at all. Massive game then between uh, the Titans and the Phantoms this week. Mm. So if the Phantoms can beat the Titans this week, they are basically home, which yep. uh, would be huge. If the Titans, on the other hand, can beat the Phantoms this uh, coming week, then uh, it's, on, it's on like Donkey Kong, and it's just basically going to be a points four race over the last two weeks. So, yeah. And in the final group, Group D, Brawlers were up against the Marvels. Brawlers won. And Mighty Bucks up against the Blue Flames. And the Mighty Bucks won. So the Brawlers are on top with 12 points. Back of negative 8.5. Mighty Bucks are in second with 8 points. High scoring team. Then they've got the Marvels in fourth. Oh, sorry, um, in third with 4 points. 67.5 back. And the Blue Flames, shock horror, have yet to win a game. And there was 0 points. Yeah, this is obviously huge. I love, again, you know, after my commentary on Group B where nobody scored over 150, here's Group D where there's only been one occasion 
in the entire three weeks where someone scored below 150. Yep. <laughs> so that being the Marbles this week, who uh, obviously let the Brawlers have remain undefeated, the Blue Flames, this is really, I think this is somewhat fascinating. Can the Blue Flames actually get out of this group? Because uh, I, I think theoretically they still can. They've just got to run the table. Obviously, they need the Brawlers to do the right thing by them and beat the Bucks. Yep. Um, and the Blue Flames can still, you know, they can obviously put up points, so we don't have to worry about that. Obviously, the Bucks are the top-scoring team. But there is still a chance, but it has to start this week. It has to start with the Blue Flames knocking off the Marbles and the Brawlers being the Bucks. So this, to me, is actually the biggest week. If the Bucks could pull off a win over the Brawlers this week, it would basically be over, like, the Blue Flames almost by virtue of, like, you know, too many uh, the, the wins being spread, unfortunately for them, would basically leave them out in the cold. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so Bucks Brawlers massive game this week because if the Brawlers can keep up their undefeated run, Bucks will be exposed. Otherwise, this group is over. Incredible that the Blue Flames putting up the scores that they are. They have. Unfortunately, they had that obviously that one week, round three, where there was no Champions League. Yep. Anyway, they put up 210, but yeah, come back and then, wow. Yeah, so some interesting ones there. Um, no, AFR, AFR Cup's around six, and of course, we don't have standard yet. Okay, cool. So yeah, just yeah, it's just Champions League next week, which again, yep. like, those big matchups, um, Brawlers, Bucks, massive. Uh, Phantoms, Titans, also huge for Group uh, C. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing too epic for Group A, to be honest. Like you know, I guess because you know, we've got the bottom two teams playing in the top two teams, so mm, nothing's going to probably to be too pivotal yet. Well, if like, the wild cards win it, they're pretty much home. Yeah, well, group group B, yes. If the wild cards can beat the coat hangers, they're home. Um, but if the coat hangers can beat the wild cards, then it's almost over. Yeah. So, yeah, a few swinging games there. But no, should be a should be a nice setup there. Yeah. But but yeah, but this is actually Group A that looks the most interesting. Uh, and if Natas wasn't so unbelievably unbeatable, then it might actually be a three horse race. But it's you want to look at it and say it's a three horse race, but I'm like, no, it's not a three horse race. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. All righty. Let's have a look at this week coming up. All right. Let's start with – so I'm just opening up the original league first. Let's start with the original league, mate. Okay. First game is the Dozers against the Titans. Titans. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Titans – Although it would be, it's almost cruel to think somehow that the Dozers might actually win again. <laughs> just because they're just, they're so not good. But somehow, if they were actually to get to three and two, I'd be like, man, this is just cruel. But because um, they're just going to end up getting crucified in the mid-season draft, and then and just be even worse, which is. And then they're going to tumble. Yeah, it's yep. just it's they're going to barely win a game in the second half of the year. Which, well, actually, let's think about it. Does where the dozers are in the standings actually matter for the midseason draft? Let's no, because I won't delist anybody. I'm delist anyone. So, okay, so maybe it doesn't matter. Um, 
Right then, dozers to win. Then I want to see them make finals. Actually, they'll probably only de- they'll probably only delist one because I would have made a trade saying you can have my first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I'm picking dozers. Dozers, dozers. Well, I'm going Titans. Blue Flames up against the Dingoes is the next game. Oh, well, Blue Flames obviously got no ruck, so this is this is the Dingoes' big chance. <laughs> <laughs> What do you like? <laughs> no. well, uh, yeah, well, Dingo's have got no back, no forwards, no, no, no. Uh, blue flames for me. Blue flames for me. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the Chargers versus the Scorpions. Here they come. Chargers, easy. Yeah, I always pick my team, so well, except against Natas. Um, so Chargers for me. Heroes versus the Bucks is the next one. This is going to be an easy. Bloody huge game. This is a huge game because there's two teams that are, you know, awesome, really. Yep. And yet um, Heroes are two and two and Bucks are one and three, despite the fact that they're absolutely – like, seriously, these two teams are probably are – they, are they, like, outscoring everybody in the Super League and yet they're not even above 500 in the original league? It's what it feels like. Um, yeah. But uh, I so I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I feel, I feel weird because I feel like I picked the Heroes being the test last week, but I'm just – I feel like the Bucks are just they're they're um <laughs> they're just boiling over at the moment. Like that one ninety one this week was sensational. So yep. I'm going the Bucks. I'm gonna go the heroes just to be different. Cool. And Wildcards versus Natas is the final game. Yeah, I'm I'm done picking against Natas. Natas. <laughs> Natas. All righty, let's jump across and have a look at the Super League. I can't believe we're at round five already. It's just insane. We go, the year goes so quickly when it's um, doing the AFR. It's crazy. All righty, next one is the Major Warriors up against Nexus. Uh, Did the ne- Warriors cause an upset? And I'm going no. by that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't have the cattle. Nexus for me, yeah. Um, Thylacines up against the Sons of God. I'm going to go thylacines here. I feel like they were, I think I feel like they're on yeah. the upswing, and I feel like the Sons of God have got some, like we talked about, got some holes to fill and yeah. got some troubles this week. So I don't know. I, I feel like the Sons of God started well, but I don't know something something went wrong this week, and I'm just I've, I don't know, I don't know why, but I'm picking the thylacines. Yeah, I'm going to go thylacines as well. All righty, next one is oh big game brawlers versus the coat hangers. Yeah, I don't think that brawlers they're going to take out all of their gnashing of teeth on the coat hangers this week after that loss. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, Adams versus the Marvels. Is, this is a big game. It is a bit because they're, they're both two and two. Marvels have definitely scored more than the Adams. The Adams haven't been playing well at all, but um, but the Adams showed a lot more life this week than the Marvels did. Um, yeah. I feel like the Marvels, when they lose, when they have these weird weeks where they score not very much, tend to bounce back pretty nasty, though. So I'm going to pick the Marvels. But um, but it's, it is a big game because if the Adams topple the Marvels here, suddenly it's um, the Marvels are heading in the wrong direction again. And we saw this last year where they were, you know, various weeks where the Marvels looked like a million dollars. and then But then they just seemed to just not be able to find that consistency and then they're not even making finals. Yep. So this is a must win. This is this is a must win for the Marvels, I think. And I, but I'm going to tip the Adams. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Marvels. I'm thinking mm-hmm. they're going to bounce back. Okay. 
Oh dear. That of course, <laughs> le- that, of course le- <laughs> that of course leaves the Ashy Convicts versus the Phantoms. Ashy Convicts to go five and zero here, and the Phantoms to go zero and five. So the the undefeated versus the winless team. Um, Phantoms. There's always a weird game like this every year where just some really terrible team beats the really good team and everyone just goes, what the heck was that? And everyone scratches their head and just shrugs and... No, Farm Phantom's not going to win. You... I don't think they will, but you never know. Jack Rewald come out and just... Was it Lynch or... I forget who the Phantoms are. I think it was Lynch. Anyway. I can't remember. Uh, Lynch, yes. You watch Lynch come out and kick some bag, massive bag of goals this week. And... Aren't Richmond playing somebody terrible? I'm just making um, it up. I don't know. Let me. I'm, I've got. Uh, yeah, they're playing Adelaide actually in Adelaide. Woo-hoo-hoo. Here we go. <laughs> Bump them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, cool. On that oh, note. I, yeah. So I was just looking at who else is like, who else is playing who else is playing this weekend. Cool. Alrighty, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, just a reminder for if you do submit a um uh, a team that does have a bench player on it, just a, a reminder, just to choose no bench when submitting the team, um, to remove that bench player, or they'll still stay there. Alrighty, um, Steve, we're done. Under an hour again. This is Woo-hoo. good. This is good. All right, everyone, have a fantastic week. Where we'll be back. We will be back. I'm just thinking, oh, it's Easter. So is there a game next on Monday? Yeah, Geelong Hawthorne's always Monday. Okay, yep. So we might be having one on Monday. We'll see how we go. But we'll be back, of course, at the end of the round at some point in time. Um, have a fantastic week and we and a safe Easter, especially if you're on the roads. Um, but enjoy the break. But we'll be back. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Steve. See ya.